0: It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. really stepped up. Now here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report.
1: Welcome back. We are here. No shot clock. A new season with a full real season of high school basketball. It's, I'm not, it feels a little weird actually to be doing a podcast again. It feels a little weird to be doing all of our old preview stuff again, but we're back. Joe, how are you feeling about it all?
0: 20, 22, 20 months. How many, how many months has it been? It's yeah. A, it's been a year and a half, whatever.
1: It's been two years since we started a real season. So.
0: Well, I mean, in the last podcast.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's been a while. March of, <laughs> yeah.
0: uh yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, it doesn't really feel like it's really happening.
1: But I, I think yeah, the first thing I want, we're going to, this podcast is just going to be previewing the preseason Super 25. We're going to hit each of the top 10 sort of in depth and then kind of breeze through the last few, uh, 11 through 15. But I guess what I, I guess kind of a disclaimer at the start of this. I, I, Joe and actually, and Joe and I haven't actually discussed this, but. I think it's fair to say that this is the least we've ever known about preseason teams. And these are the most unknowns. They're just, there wasn't a season last year. And so these juniors and seniors, you know, a lot of them, who knows what we're going to get. And it's a lot of new groups together, a lot of kids that haven't played real high school basketball games together. This has been a a difficult exercise, I think for
0: me. Yeah, because it was a shortened season for sure. Uh, so there was a a shortened season, but it prevents you and my, I mean, us from getting to as many games as we normally get to, seeing as many teams and players as we do during the regular season, and you know the high school summer was even a little bit different. Yeah, Ridgewood and RB, and but it, it wasn't completely a normal summer uh as opposed to past ones. So you're right. There is, you know, I've got a good feel for individual players, but how they are playing with each other with these spe- specific teams. Is definitely more of a crapshoot, you know, when you do these rankings, uh, than, than in normal years.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've got quick plays through there. Are, I think six teams in the super 25 that played fewer than 10 games, you know, in that season. So it, there's a real disparity between some teams that hardly had any season and some teams that had a whole one. But anyway, so there's going to be a lot of changes this year. There's a lot we don't know, but boy, is it going to be fun to find out. And I guess this one's easy. We're going to start off with number 1. I'm not going to go backwards or anything. We're starting off at the top. It's Glenbard West. They were 16 and 1 last year. They put together a spring and summer that I think for the old-timers, if you remember uh, Hillcrest with Maurice Acker and Jerrell McNeil, I think they went like 35 and 0 in the summer. Glenbard West had that kind of impressive spring summer after such an impressive season and they're the top-ranked team.
0: Yeah, I I don't think there's any doubt. The way they played, even in those big summer events, Riverside Brookfield shootout, uh, they took care of business, didn't lose a game, didn't lose a game at Ridgewood. And they just have, they have division one talent. They have star talent. Obviously that starts with Braden Huff, the 6'10, you know, multifaceted, versatile big man who we haven't had a lot of players like him. Mike, to be honest, uh, in, in this new age, new wave of basketball where everyone wants the ultra skilled bigs, Braden Huff obviously is going to Gonzaga and, um, he's a top 100 talent who you can run an offense through and is a complete matchup nightmare because of his skill set. Uh, and, and then obviously Caden Pierce headed to Princeton, another multiple division one offers that he had. There's size. There's, there's shooting with the addition of. Uh, the transfer, Bobby Durkin from Hinsdale South, he's six foot five, six six. You got a rugged four or five man in Ryan Renfro, six seven, six eight, the six four guard of Paxton Warden, who just brings a lot of intangibles and toughness. So they've got, they check off so many boxes, but the most important ones, I think make them the number one team. And that's that cohesiveness, that togetherness that this group has playing together. And it starts with that unselfishness of their two stars, Pierce and Huff, that a lot of times, uh, you kind of have to coerce your stars to be that type of player. And, and there's, you don't have to do that with this team. So I, I'm excited about them. And then I wrote about it in the Suntime or online about this is their dream season. You know, what I mean, it's not a basketball factory that's had tons of success. Uh, they've had their share here and there. But they've been building towards this season, and, and it's here for them.
1: Um I'm headed out to uh, Glenbard West actually right when we finish recording this to do my preseason stuff. But I was at Simeon last week, and I'm going to give a little preview here This because I think it's a really interesting quote. This is Robert Smith about uh Glenbard West, the Simeon coach. I think Glenbard West is the best team. A lot of people in the public league get mad at me when I say that, but they are the best team hands down. I don't know why they get mad, but it's because it's the truth. But we were the best team some years and we lost. That doesn't mean they're going to win. Right now, they're the best. You have to give them their credit. A lot of people don't want to. But if we played right now, they would beat all of us, just like they did in the summer. Now, in February or March, I don't know how that is going to look.
0: Well, kudos to Robert Smith. I mean, that's why he's respected by not just publicly coaches, by, by, but suburban coaches as well. Uh And, and is so well-liked. And he's right. And if you look at what they've done, they've upgraded their schedule, and their conference slate is going to be tough. Their non-conference slate is very strong this year. Uh, they're on the verge of potentially adding another monster heavyweight to their schedule. We'll see if this transpires. And they've got a very favorable route when it comes to March. So uh, as far as getting to Peoria, everything is lining up you know, for the Hilltoppers.
1: It's fun too. It's always fun. You know, there's going to be good teams in the city and you know, the powerhouses are going to be decent. So it's always so much fun when we can add that team from the suburbs that has like, it's, you know, once every 50 years or more great teams. So it's a, that's a great start. Number two is Whitney young. Won't be a surprise to anybody. Uh They're loaded. I, I, I will say that I think this is the end of the top tier. Now to me, these are the top two teams and I wouldn't be surprised at all. If, by, who knows, January, February, Young is actually better than Glenbird West. I don't think they are now, but I think they have that much potential.
0: Yeah, well, we can already start talking. You, you think it might materialize and develop the way we are talking right now, which would put them on a collision course to meet January 22nd and uh, when Sides Collide shootout. And preseason one and two, I agree with you. They are, without a doubt, one and two. And I, I think it's a number two... With some things to prove with, that could play with a chip on their shoulder, you know AJ Casey. The buzz surrounding him and died down a little bit. Uh, I, I think he's even said it himself. You know, uh, I can't remember what quote he used in, in, in the story that I wrote revenge when he committed. Tour or yeah, revenge he, tour. Yeah. yeah. So you know, uh, he's a six foot eight, talented kid, and then you team him with Xavier Amos, the kid headed to Northern Illinois. Great steal recruiting wise for them, but. Those are two very good bookend bigs that, uh, they're gonna cause some problems. The, the, the key I think for this team is gonna be Dalen Davis, their point guard. He, he came in with a lot of hype. He, he does have what it takes to, to be a catalyst in the backcourt, but I think his consistent play is, is gonna determine just how good you know Whitney Young ends up being at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Dalen Davis a lot right. A lot of their success riding on his shoulders. Another guy definitely to mention is Daniel Johnson, who at times was spectacular last season. He's going to he's a 6-5 junior. He's going to be really excellent for them. And, and, and he, I know And
0: and he had a great summer. I mean, he he took off in the spring and summer, adding a bunch of Division 1 offers with his shooting ability his body. Uh you're exactly right. He he's going to have a blo- he's going to blossom here this season.
1: And they have you know, some the guys you like, you know not I'm not gonna say that they're workmen like guys, but guys that aren't super hype like Matt Somerville, Marcus Overstreet, Marcus Pegram, and then the freshman, Antonio Munoz, who kinda of blew blew my doors off at the Riverside Brookfield shootout. Uh, he was really impressive. So there's an awful lot there, a lot of pieces for Tyrone Slaughter to work with it, young um next up number three the team that's been in the news a little bit more than anybody else so far it's Kenwood they were 12 and 2 last year they lost the superstar J.J. Taylor to Kanye West's Donda Academy but they've still got plenty there Trey Pettigrew uh Pettigrew sorry is back from Arizona or where he was he was at Fenwick I know a lot of you will remember him he's a senior Darren Ames Davis Lowry and uh some some seniors there but also a stud freshman what do you think of Kenwood Joe?
0: Well, I think, you know, a lot has to come together. On paper, they are number three. On paper, they have probably been still number three with JJ Taylor because of the lack of cohesiveness. Uh, they still are building that. But yeah, they've got some dynamic star power even without JJ Taylor. I mean, Darren Day-Day Ames is, is a, a big time scoring guard. Uh, Davis Lowry is a multi-faceted, uh, six, seven kid who just can get a little bit done inside, outside. And obviously the addition of Trey Pettigrew, who we saw so much at Fenwick kind of shine as a sophomore before he took off and, and now he's back. So they too have some, some players that with a little something to prove, you know, and, um, and, and speaking of great freshmen, Bryce Hurd is arguably the best freshman in Illinois, uh, extremely talented. So on paper, they look like a million bucks. Uh, they just have to come together, uh, you know, as a team and, Uh, That may take some time for, for that Kenwood team to be that, but they are going to be very, they're going to get better and better and be awfully dangerous as the, as the season wears, goes on.
1: Uh, the other name to mention there, kind of a recent addition, Jaden Smith has transferred over. He's a 6'9", 6'10, uh, what is he, a sophomore? Uh, yeah, yes. From, um, Lincoln Park. Now, that is currently the big talking point around public league basketball circles. Uh, Lincoln Park is not signing off on it. They're fighting it. It's going to be interesting to see how that one goes, but Jaden Smith is attending school at Kenwood Academy and that's a a big addition for them, but that's one to watch. Uh, number four, a team I've written about already was out of the first day of practice over on Roosevelt, St. Ignatius. They were 13 and five last year. They're big. They're tall. They're experienced. They're going to be a fun team.
0: Yeah, there's just so much experience. And I mean, those kids have been playing AJ Red and, uh, you know, Richard Barron has had a, a a breakout he's a junior 6'5 shooter big bodied uh he's had a breakout spring and summer where he's garnered division one interest and offers uh i think jackson Kentucky could take a big step forward he's a six foot eight kid that uh you know just kind of got his feet wet last year a little up and down but he was young and young bigs you know only get better he's a junior six foot eight gives him some size modest numbers last year that that should very much improve uh you know What'll be interesting to see is Miles Casey. He's a point guard that did not play last year. Uh, he's going to be a big addition as, as potentially their starting point guard two years ago. And the sophomore team was very productive and, uh, he's shown his worth. So I, there, there is a lot of talent, a lot of experience, some good depth, some good young players still coming up that could provide some, you know, uh, you know, keep this program kind of rolling for, for a little while. But this is definitely, I think, probably the most heavily hyped St. Ignatius team, you know, since I've been around doing this. Uh, obviously the Nana Egwu team uh, was a big threat and, and, and a ranked team here and there, but this is their best team that they have.
1: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. AJ Red, he's, gonna be, he's one of those guys I was so impressed with last season, was on the All-City team, and it's going to be fun to watch what, what he can pull off this season. The number five, it took a while to get down to a uh, – Good old Simeon, the Wolverines. They were 9-1 and one last year. They got uh, the three guards back from winning the city title two years ago, the last city title we had. A couple transfers have been added, but kind of a little bit lower expectations externally for Simeon this season.
0: Well, yeah, I think people saw them at Riverside Brookfield kind of get beat up a little bit. Uh And were a lot of raised eyebrows like, uh-oh, this is this, this – I I, I I don't think Robert Smith believed they were going to be anywhere near ready to compete at a high level RB. They had new bodies, some new faces, some transfers in, uh, for, for Simeon. But, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to Jalen Drain. He's been around a long time and, and this is a senior year. He, he had a lot of hype early in his career. You know, this is a time for him to take that next step and he's still an unsigned, uncommitted senior. And it's going to be a big part of who they are, of what he's able to do right now uh as a senior.
1: I was out at Simeon a couple of days ago. Jalen Drain is, has taken on the leadership role. You know, he says it's his team. He's got to lead these guys. So I didn't ask He He brought that up. So that's on his mind. Maybe the interesting name to watch, you know, we know about Jalen Drain and Avion Morris and the Reuben twins transferred over from HF. Of course, Jalen Griffith is still there, but, Rob Smith told me that the best player so far the first week of pl- practice, the best guy, had been Jaquan Adams, who's kind of a an unknown guy. He's a senior there. He's been there, I think, the whole time.
0: Yeah, he's been, you know, he's an athletic, big-bodied wing 6'5", and a streaky shooter who's always shown potential, promise, and it was just you know, you, we've seen it at Simeon where, where guys yeah. kind of wait their turn, mm-hmm. uh, because of that stable being so full and, and, uh, who knows? This could be his time to, to really shine and, and put his name on the map.
1: Yeah. That was interesting. You know, Rob Smith doesn't usually say crazy stuff like that at practice when I'm there. That doesn't turn out to be true. So keep an eye on Jaquan Adams. Number six, Glenbrook South. The Titans were sixteen and two last year. I feel like I could have put Glenbrook South number one, and they'd have played well enough that it would have been just fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's not, there's very few better one-two punches than Nick as far as productivity, uh, their their gamesmanship, their their toughness than Nick Martinelli. You know, the six 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 seven jack of all trades, stat sheet stuffing. Elon, uh, university commit. He has been around. He is a monster productive player. And then Cooper Nord, uh, the 6'2 senior guard who, you know, together, I mean, I, I, Nord averaged 18 a game. Martinelli averaged 22 a game. So that's 40 points returning just in those two kids alone. And they're, they're, they're tough. They compete and they're winners. So they've got other holes to fill because, you know, they, they did lose some key role guys. But, uh, you know, RJ Davis is back and he was our sixth man last year, so he'll step into a bigger role. Uh, they're no question of, you know, a team that because of those top two kids are are, are going to be in these high, this high in the rankings all year long.
1: Yeah, those two kids, Phil Ralston, the system, the program, they're, all I needed was those two names. <laughs> I figured out oh, that'll be fine. Uh, and you know, that transitions nicely into Curie. This is uh, number seven, Curie. They were 8-2 and two last year. I watched them play uh, a couple a couple of times last year where they played really well. They lost to St. Ignatius at St. Ignatius, but Phoenix Bullock, big strong guard. Uh, Carlos Harris and Tavian Collar, some young kids, and two other guys. Uh, I'm sure Joel mentioned Chikasi Ofoma, who we've, I guess, haven't talked a lot about on this podcast, but he's, we've been talking about him a lot, Joe and I. This is like the third high school he's been at, and Jeremy Harrington. So it's an interesting group at Curie.
0: Yeah, I think this is becoming a, a little common thing here with Curie where, where, where they're not loaded with big names, uh, and they find a way. And I, you know, I mean, that this is a, I, you know, you could call it an aggressive ranking based on who's back, but they just kind of always seem to be there. And, you know, I, I like some of their younger players. I mean, I like Carlos Harris. He's just a sophomore, Division One talent. Um, you know, Trayvon and Collier and other sophomores. So they do have some youth that they're going to have to grow up in a hurry in the public league. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, you mentioned, you know, Phoenix Bullock and, and he is a senior. So I, I, I just have a lot of questions that I think need to be answered, but I anticipate them being answered between now and the time they get to Pontiac.
1: You know, the last two years I had, especially last year, I had a lot of questions about here. I, kind of like them a little bit more than i have the last couple years i saw so much good stuff out of carlos harris harrington and bullock last year that i feel like that's you know problem is most people didn't see him play Uh, those three guys had a really nice season last year and and you add in some other players yet i'm feeling a little bit more i think i've had carry what nine or so before and they always get mad about it (laughs) and they wind up being better but yeah uh, if
0: if those sophomores really take that uh you know a step over the course of the year uh, yeah, they'll be right where you kind of have them projected.
1: Um, next up, we're at number eight already. The much hyped Saint Rita kids, sophomores. They got you know a couple of juniors, but the big class is the sophomores. And I think Saint Rita's kind of hype train has amped up a little bit with this Morez Johnson commitment to Illinois.
0: You know, I like what's going on. I think a lot of players, if, if anyone's the diehards have paid attention. There's been a lot of an exodus at St. Rita of, of a lot of talented players over the last year. And I kind of think it's good, you know, and it's nothing against those kids. It's just, they had so many bodies, so many spots and roles to, to divvy up and fill. And now it kind of just, everybody's locked into to where they are. And it starts obviously with the two big sophomores, James Brown and Marez Johnson, uh, They're difference makers. Now, can they be varsity difference makers as sophomores at that size? I I think so. I I just think there's a huge difference between your freshman year and sophomore year, especially for guys with size and bigs. You know, they're not guards that usually come along a little quicker and faster. And I I think the the backcourt really gets me excited. Jaden Arena, another sophomore, and Caden Space are they're they're two Division One guards. And I like them because they're interchangeable. They both play. Okay, they can play off the ball. They, they 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 set up teammates. They make others better. Uh them playing with each other. And then obviously another pretty hyped freshman uh will be providing a lot of impact early and often as Melvin Bell. He's a six foot four guard who's, you know, one of the top if not the top, one of the top two, three young players in that freshman class, in the entire state of Illinois. So they are loaded. Uh Again, very young though. You're still talking three sophomores and a freshman, uh, you know, among their top five players and not a senior really. uh, That's going to be any, any part of being a cornerstone of that team.
1: Yeah, this might be a stretch. This might be too high. I, I'm fully prepared to admit that. I mean, the hard cold facts are they were four and eight last year, four and eight. I mean, seven of those were losses were to ranked teams. But one was to St. Lawrence, and none of the wins, you know, really stand out at you. You know, they were super young last year, but it, it this could be a little high for them. This is maybe by the end of the year, Saint Rita will be top ten good. I'm not sure we can expect that in the first month. And they're starting things off in Washington, Illinois at the Tournament of Champions, so we'll find out real quick where they're at. Number nine, New Trier, thirteen and two last year. They were one of the last. I keep calling, calling it last year, last season. It was like a month. <laughs> last one month season we had where they played a bunch. You know, they've got size. They've got shooters. They've got some really impressive players. I liked what I saw from them at RB. Newture could probably be bumped up a couple spots higher and that would be totally fine, but they're at nine right now.
0: Yeah. It, it, this is my, my team in your top 10 that I would have significantly higher. I think they're top five. I, I just. I think people are going to underestimate them because they don't have the expectations naturally with Nutrier that, that some of these other programs they have. Jackson Monroe is, I love this kid. He's six foot eight, blue collar, hard nosed. He can step outside, make shots. Uh, the depth this team has, the experience this team has, uh, the size they have. I mean, and Jake Fegan, the, the, the junior is one of the elite shooters in Illinois. He's a 6'3", 6'4", junior. Uh, he was all conference last year as a sophomore. And it, it just goes on and on. I mean, they're, they death. Josh Kirkpatrick and Noah Shannon and, uh, Carlo Kolak and, uh, Finn Cohen. I mean, there is a long list that they can go to, uh, for production. And I just think New Trier is going to be an absolute force and clearly the favorite and one of the, I, I I think they're going to be better than Glenbrook South. Uh, not to say that Glenbrook South can't, you know, beat them, they're right there, but I just, I think they are the team, uh, in the Northern suburbs.
1: Yeah, those were good games last, uh, season. Three Pontiac teams in the top uh, nine, huh? Not too bad. Uh, number 10, Thornton, the big arrival of the offseason. You know, we lost JJ Taylor. But we gained Ty Rogers, Michigan's best player, top fifty national guy, player of the year contender. Uh the rest of Thornton is kind of into some program guys, but they've got the big fish now they haven't had in a while.
0: Yeah, I I think people who haven't seen Ty Rogers are going to quickly uh really enjoy him because of how he plays. It's yes, he's exciting because he's a super athlete. You know, six five, rugged looking body, he's got a college ready body. Uh, you know, he's, it, for all intents and purposes, it really sounds like it's down to Illinois and Michigan state with a couple of others still involved, but it's supposed to be one of those two. We'll see how that uh, transpires, but how hard he plays, Mike, he's a junkyard dog. He, he gets on the glass. He runs the floor. He does little things for that AAU team that he played with the mean streets. Um, he's just an easy star to appreciate and you know it's it's gonna be fun having him around for one year at least.
1: Man, look at this. We got stars. We got public league teams. We got Catholic league teams. Suburbanly, there's a nice mix of all around uh, already so far, and we're only through the top ten. Um, want to? Uh, we'll, we'll be a little shorter on the rest of these. Um, try to get through eleven through uh, twenty-five. But number eleven is brother Rice. Might be a little too high. I don't know, but I really liked what I saw out of Ahmad Henderson last season. And they got a transfer, Khalil Ross from Lincoln Way East, who really impressed me. He's a maybe six five, I think, wing. Uh, Nick Nier goes back, but something about the, the way Bobby Frazier's had this team play in the last few years, along with Henderson a little bit older, gave me a lot of confidence.
0: Well, I, I, I agree. I mean, Ahmad Henderson's a dynamic. He, he, point guard uh he sets the tone he's the catalyst uh and and i just think they're probably there'd be no question that they're going to be a top 10 team right now on paper a year from now because pretty much everybody's back for the most part but Ahmad henderson is a special special player with a ball in his hands
1: 12 bowling brook they've got you know maybe not the the high level names they've had in the past but they've got a solid group of seven really good guys and Talked to Rob Brost a couple days ago. He's kind of revised his expectations for the season. After the first week of practice, he likes what he's seen.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, again, we talk about some of these younger guys uh, stepping up. Can players like Donovan Younger, a promising 6'9", um, he's just a junior now, but, I mean, he's been hyped for a while. Can he step up? Makai Cooper is uh, can dazzle you at the point guard spot. And then what What you do know you're getting is a, is a boatload of production from the big boy Michael um Wasai Bansu, who just this rugged six four, uh, productive player, old school throwback, who, who you love watching.
1: They got a transfer from Aurora Christian, Danny Walker, who I guess had lived in Bolingbrook, and sophomore Josh Anacito. He had nineteen versus HF, you know, when he got a start I believe last season. So a lot of names there. We know how Rob Brost uh, runs up and down that floor with those kids. It'll be a fun team to watch. Number 13 might be a surprise to some. It's Orr. You won't be surprised they brought in some new names. Martez Jackson is there. He was one of DeKalb's best players last year. He's a guard. Also Davion McCarthy from Uplift, and Lou Adams is pretty high on a kid that came in from New Jersey. His name's Kelly Okoro, six foot five. That goes with the guys they've had around for a few years. Caleb Hanna, who's grown. Leonte Lilly and Amir Carson, two guards. But sounds like Orr has kind of restocked the cupboard.
0: Yeah, it's so hard to project and predict just <laughs> how good Oura is going to be from year to year. You know, Caleb Hanna's grown. He's a very versatile 6-7 kid who can do a lot of, you know, mismatch problem with that length and athleticism. Uh, and then the, the, the Martez Jackson was, was dynamite with the Kelp. So, uh, there are some good pieces. If, if the Okoro kid is, is, you know, a, a big, huge addition, then, you know, uh, the, the future's bright for Orr as a 1A school, right? Aren't they 1A? 2A. Two? Oh, they're 2A. Okay.
1: Yeah, I checked. I, cause I thought they might be one, cause I was thinking, I kept running around calling Yorkville Christian a 1A favorite and I'm like, hey, wait a second. So I checked. Yep. They are 2A. Yeah. All right. Uh, 14 to Paul Prep. This is another one I worry might be a stretch. You know, they lost pretty much everybody. Uh, Dylan Arnett is back, the 6'8", big man. Yeah, and I really liked what I saw to two guys that, I get worried though when I make rankings based off, you know, a couple days at Riverside Brookfield, but I really liked what I saw from Trevon Thomas and a sophomore, Peyton Kamen at DePaul Prep. I think they're going to be tough this season.
0: All five starters gone. A lot of faith in old yeah. Tom Kleinsmith's yeah. boys. But no, I, you know, it's a program now that's established itself and they are one that they are going to you know, it's just turn the page. And the next wave comes in and, and in yeah, Dylan Arnett, uh, um, is a six, eight, six, nine, true big going to wisconsin Milwaukee. And, uh, he's going to be the, the, the focal point. He is going to have to rise to the occasion. Peyton Kaman is one of the better shooters in, the, uh, in that sophomore class. And you're right. Trayvon Thomas, uh, is put together. He's a, you know, he can score. He can, he, he can score as well as defend a very good defender. Uh, you know, Alex Gutierrez, Maurice Thomas. I mean, there, there's, a whole bunch of guys in that backcourt uh that I think he's going to be able to rotate and find minutes for and they will be a team that we better January February much better in January February than they are in November and December
1: Number 15 Bloom they were just 5 and 5 last year and they've lost to Marquan Adams but there's a lot of kids back that have played a lot over the last few years they got a big in Amundric Ford and a bunch of guards with Rashawn Harris, Jordan Brown, KJ Cobb
0: yeah, and Gianni Cobb. Keep an eye on this kid. He's a sophomore, five ten guard. Arguably, maybe, maybe the most talented kid on that in that group, but just young. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Amandric Irkins is is a factor defensively at six eight. So they are. I like this team. I I think they're gonna kind of on the radar a little bit early on and and surprise some people. But I like their balance, their depth, and the interchangeable parts on the perimeter. Number
1: sixteen, Oak Park. Did anybody see them play last year? <laughs> they only played six they played games. That, <laughs>
0: yeah. They played that
1: many? Yeah, they were three and three. Uh, all right. Is what I had. But, you know, um, new coach, uh, on board, but he's got some talent there. Justin Mullins, a Denver recruit. Sam Lewis, I've heard a lot, a lot, awful lot about. Sophomore Max Johnson. So, it, it's, it's not the start of the Phil Gary era. This is year two technically, but it sure feels like it.
0: Yeah. Justin Mullins blossomed last year into a 15 point per game kid at six five. Uh, Swiss army knife type on that perimeter and, you know, became a pretty coveted division one prospect and it ended up signing with Denver. Uh, I expect Sam Lewis to take a big step. He is very talented, athletic, long, looks apart. Uh, and then keep an eye on the impact that John Vincent, uh, can make. He's six foot nine. He's long. He can rebound, block some shots, he's still a little raw offensively, but it's just a live body for them that, that to go with some of that perimeter to those perimeter players.
1: Yeah, the other names that um Phil Gary mentioned to me are guards Max Murray and Ramon Yarbrough. And I think Oak Park's success this season might come down to, you know, this kind of program type guards, how good they are to go with these other guys. Um seventeen, Mount Carmel, five and four last year. I could admit this one's a bit of a stretch but it's because I really really have enjoyed watching DeAndre Craig the last couple of years thought he was really good again at RB he's only a junior but he's their lead guard uh, Elijah Jointer 6'5 senior apparently had a good spring summer Miles Griffith another name and uh apparently this is the best freshman class they've had in a decade now that's young i don't know if anybody will really be on varsity from that group but the future's trending up for mount carmel
0: yeah i love deandre craig he's a warrior uh put the ball in his hands he's going to find a way and jointer is a a big body another big 6'5 225 who's really improved over the course of his career and, and I, I think keep an eye on angelo siravino he's a 6'3 sophomore with some scoring uh, you know, a, an opportunity to be a, a kid that kind of blossoms as a sophomore and be a, a, a fixture over the next three years, but be an impact player as early as this year.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, that's what on the uh, preseason info that the, the Seravino brothers, Anthony and Angelo, could be the difference makers this season, <laughs> is what Phil had to say. So yeah, uh, that, that's interesting. Number 18, Barrington. You know, they're a team we didn't probably talk enough. I didn't get to see them last season. Uh, they were 10 and three, uh, you know, not they were the MSL West champs. They got four starters back. Nathan Bolt to six nine center, and then Will Grudzinski, a six five guard, that pretty much does it all. This looks like it's a really solid group.
0: Yeah, I mean Grudzinski is just a rock solid guy to lean on. Uh he does a lot of things for them. He can shoot it, he's got size, he led them he led them in scoring last year. Uh Daniel Hong is just a solid lead guard, a point guard, who can distribute, run a team. Uh, and, and the Bolts legit six nine six ten, so he, he can alter things just with that size, uh run the floor. So, yeah, this is, you know, I, I think the best two are, you know, Barrington and Rolling Meadows are the two best teams in that mid-suburban league.
1: 19 is Clark, Terry Head's group, Darius Perryman is a senior now, lead guard is back, the the Jones brothers, the twins, Myquan and Michael. Are are still there? It's their senior year, and then they've got a big man, six nine, Suleiman Agiste. Agiste. I did not get to see him play last season. He was out with COVID when I when I saw them.
0: Yeah, he's still raw, but yeah, he's just slowly progressing and getting better and better. If if he can make a big jump, then then that's a intriguing team. Uh They're older. They're they're they're. That's veterans now, and and you know Terry had has kind of built these programs this way everywhere he's been. Uh And this should be uh, the opportunity for Clark to, to break through.
1: Number 20, Joe mentioned them a little bit ago, Rolling Meadows. And I'm not going to lie here. It still feels weird to me to rank Rolling Meadows (laughs) even after the Max Christie years. And they were so much better than I even expected them to be last season. It still just feels weird to me. I I don't know why. But uh, they got Cam Christie. He's there. And two kids who played real well last year, Orlando Thomas and Foster Ogbana. But uh, Rolling Meadows sticking in the top 20 even post-Max Christie.
0: I like Rolling Meadows. I like this team. Um, I I think this is... You know, I, I, think Cam Christie's going to step up and, uh, really take a, a, really nice step with his brother gone. Uh, I, I think Mike there, I mean, I would, I would, you know, I had him in even higher. Uh, that's how much I'm, I'm excited. I think Orlando Thomas had a great offseason. Uh, I, I'm just really excited about this team. I, and they've got a freshman, uh, Ian Militich. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing it right. You know, he's six four, six five. Very, very skilled. He is going to be, you know, an impact player sooner than later. And I, I just like the, the, I like this team. I, I think they're going to be very good. Uh, and I think they're going to be better than people even think they're going to be. 21. This might be a shock
1: <laughs> to the casual fans. 21 is Tinley Park. I mean, if you'd have told us two years ago that Tinley Park would be in the top 25 this year, but AJ Casey would not be on the team. <laughs> I think we'd have been a little surprised. Jimmy Park did a little uh kind of or like uh, <laughs> transfer land here. They got Nick uh, Harrell from brother rice and Martel Webb. They're really productive. Big guy from Westinghouse six, five wide body to go along with two guards that returned Keon Richardson and Malachi Haythorn. They did lose uh Arian Munir Jones to Hillcrest, but this could be a stretch. I don't know. I kind of, they've also got a six, seven junior Marion Johnson but Tinley Park's in there at 21. We'll see if they can live up to it.
0: Yeah, they got a chance because what they added were were spots and positions that they actually needed. You know, Keon Richardson and Malachi Haythorn have been so workmanlike and productive in, in their careers at Tinley Park over the last two, three. You know, this will be their third year together. Um, and, and then you mentioned Harrell, who's just – Got a great basketball body and has has shown great potential. He just is still trying to put it all together. This could be the time he does that. And then Webb is this, you know, he's got soft hands and he doesn't look the part of a skilled big, but he is, uh, but a wide body who takes up space to feet defensively. So if it comes together with the the, the additions and the, and that veteran backcourt, you know, I, I think Tinley Park could be a, a top twenty-five team.
1: Another uh, team that was under 500 last year they were five and eight i might be really paying for this <laughs> in a couple of weeks uh number 22 is hillcrest we just mentioned they added um you know, jones from tinley park and then they've got a, a bunch of bigs uh, with some upside marcus glover darion baker matt moore so it's it's a new it's a brand new group boy those same hillcrest guys we've been watching for a while completely kind of reboot here for for the hawks who were undefeated last year who knows what that team could have done if we had a real season
0: yeah, I don't know what to make of Hillcrest with so many new pieces. Uh the the departure of basically all five starters. Uh you know, Matthew Moore is one to keep an eye on. He he, he brings a lot of size and rebounding. Uh Bryce Tiller in the backcourt and uh you mentioned, you know, uh uh Meiner Jones from uh, he transferred originally from from, from Timley Park, Park. Yeah. and Darian Baker was was one of those mentioned I mentioned it. he was originally at St. Rita. So uh, they've got some nice additions. Um, I, I just don't know how to project and forecast where Hillcrest is going to be.
1: Yeah. A lot of unknown there. Number 23, DeKalb. They were 18 and one last year. You know, DeKalb was one of those teams that when I saw last year, watched all the juniors, it was like, well, this is a no doubt super 25 team, you know, coming up for this season. Then they lose Martez Jackson to Orr. But then, you know, I was going back and thinking, you know, you know who didn't, play that well when I watched them <laughs> against Neuqua Valley, Martez Jackson. <laughs> and they were real good. Lane McVicker was excellent. Tyler Westberg was good. So I decided with all the unknowns I had, I feel like DeKalb is solid and I can depend on them. I think they're going to have an excellent year. And I think they're the favorites, you know, for sure in that conference.
0: I was impressed when I saw them this summer. Uh, and you, you mentioned, you know, the the two returning seniors. But I I, I think... Uh, Breakout candidate, especially in their conference, the DuPage Valley, is, is Daryl Island. He's a six-three junior. Uh, I think he's got some some special characteristics that could can really elevate DeKalb uh, in the absence of Martez. So I, I I like DeKalb. I think they are a bona fide top twenty-five team and and the clear favorite in the DuPage Valley.
1: Number twenty-four, Hyde Park. This is another team that was under five hundred last year, five six. But, uh, they returned 84% of their scoring assists and rebounds from that team. Devontae Hall is a dynamic talent. He started his career at TF North. Um, could be a real breakout star in the city this season. Cameron Williford is also back and they've added Byron Hobbs Jr., a six-five guard from Lindblom.
0: Yeah. I mean, that starts with Devontae Hall. He, he, he can go on a, he's a, he can go on a heater. I mean, he is explosive scoring guard who can get rolling and, 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 put points on the board so uh he can carry you at times i i think hyde park is gonna be one of the most improved teams in in chicago area
1: number 25 this was tough for me i'm not gonna lie if i talk to you about basketball i probably asked what you thought about this i even asked aaron sovereign himself if he should be ranked uh i got yorkville christian at 25 and i don't know i just don't feel that i'm not sure joe i mean obviously they have jaden shoot but I, i just i don't know
0: They have a lot of shooters, a lot of weapons offensively. They need to stay healthy. They get Braden Long healthy and, and going. He's a six foot three junior and average. They they just have a lot of scoring back. I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, the, they're going to be able to score against anybody. And I, I just, they are going to have to, when they play the upper echelon of teams, you know, as an example, they're playing in my shootout against New Trier. Uh, they're going to have to defend. They're going to have to get more stops than they've gotten in the past, particularly against that upper echelon team. And if they can just uh, do a little bit better in that area, uh, defensively, I, I think they can prove their worth as a top 25 team. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a fun team to, to follow because they're a fun excitement as far as how they play their style. Uh, and, and Jaden Shoot is Jaden Shoot. I mean, we're talking about a Duke recruit. Yeah, they are. Without a doubt, the team to beat in Class One A, but they've beefed that schedule up, and it's going to be interesting when they do play some of those those heavyweights that are bigger in the Three A, Four A.
1: Yeah, that schedule played a part. You know, I, I felt like uh, if I had stuck them Twenty Five and they were playing a bunch of nobodies, I, I wouldn't have done it. I, I'd have kept them out. But that schedule definitely encouraged me. They s- certainly are confident that they're going to be able to play. They are also in Washington for the Tournament of Champions, which I'm going to for the first time ever. It's pretty exciting. Next week, what? this time okay next eight days i'll be in the peoria area watching high school basketball for the first time in ages it's going to be great that is the full super 25 it'll be out uh in the newspaper on saturday sports saturday is going to have a four page high school basketball preview so be sure to pick that up we'll be back next week with another podcast where we dive into oh you know all that usual stuff we do about sleepers and all state teams and that kind of stuff so thanks so much for listening everybody. Thanks for being back. It's great to be here and we'll be coming at you every week all season long. Thanks.